David. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Scott. This is hopefully the end of our scheduling conflicts, and just for this week, I am standing in for Emily. This week on the Snakes Cast, we are going to be looking at a theme in board games, and our theme this week is pirates. Yarny hearties. This is going to be great. <laughs> as a theme have been around for a very very long time um, the earliest big name for this would be Robinson Crusoe written by Daniel Defoe in 1719 uh, so it has been around for quite some time and there are a lot of books uh, and films and other media uh, that feature pirates in a very very big way uh, I think we'll all agree Pirates of the Caribbean is extremely difficult to ignore uh, whether you want to or not mm-hmm. um, but there's also just the first been, one just the first one's fine yeah, first one's good the second one's pretty good too kind of like um, number three Fair enough. Whatever. Yeah, but you like the Temple of Doom. I do. It's objectively the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's also other things. There was the the recent TV series Crossbones, which kind of took a slightly different slew towards uh, pirates. And there's things, um, video games sales. and what have you. Black Sails, uh, which I haven't seen any of, um, but uh, I have at least heard of. And then there's even pirate characters appearing in other works, like The Princess Bride. You have the Dread Pirate Roberts. Murdered by Pirates is good. So there's quite a lot out there. And they are also themed present in board games yeah. which usually you end up seeing reskins of like you know Pirates of the Caribbean Monopoly or you know Pirates of the Caribbean Liar's Dice well and here's one of the things that I was discussing actually a couple of days ago with a couple of the gurus at Snakes is we were talking about zombies three weeks ago and The Walking Dead is all over board games like a so rash. many Walking Dead games Pirates of the Caribbean however is only really present in reskins they actually did something with the Pirates of the Caribbean version of Battleship. It was right. Battleship Command. You have a fleet of six ships, and you pick them, and they're worth points. And each one of them has a powder keg, which is a one spot that the enemy hits it. It blows up the entire mm-hmm. ship. Uh, and they have special well, abilities kind of and stuff. So it's a bit more actual game in your Battleship. But the problem is it was really terribly designed uh, physically. So the pegs would just pop out. Right. So, But the other thing, as you mentioned, Liar's Dice. Uh, Pirate's Dice. Uh, which Scott was legit. telling me about. That's in the... I was thrilled when I saw the uh, the second Pirates of the Caribbean. Because uh, Will Turner gets on board the um, the Flying Dutchman. And the the weird undead, you know, fishman pirates are doing <laughs> this thing. And he sort of goes, what's that? And they go, art is the Pirates dice game. And then they straight up stop the story of the movie. So some pirate, like CG pirates can teach Liar's Dice game guru style. <laughs> like they actually, they teach it to a point that you could walk away from that movie and play the game if you if you didn't know Peruto before that Peruto just being another, it's another name, name for, for liar's dice so I was thrilled to see board games featured in a way that wasn't that was actually meaningful to the plot and they yeah. generate a lot of tension around that scene in the movie just like they the, would in a Bond movie where he plays poker or something exactly it's great it's it's it works really really well for me and then they released this licensed version of they called it pirates dice with cool little fake bone dice and nifty little fake carved wooden skull shaped cups and it's just liar's dice with a theme whacked on it but I still kick myself for not picking it up good (laughs) swag those are nice dice and the nice thing about Liar's Dice as well is, and we're, this is what we're talking about today, is it's accessible. It is a game that has a very, albeit very tenuous pirate theme slapped on it, but it is a very, very accessible game. It's incredibly simple to play. And it puts you in the place of people who actually were pirates at this yeah. point playing this. The uh, the appeal of pirates as a theme is probably not that hard to understand. We, we actually did an episode back in Season 3 about nautically themed games with uh, Amanda and Coco. And uh, Amanda and I were both basically land 
landlubbers who knew nothing. But Coco actually knew what she was talking about, you know, discussing what it's like being at sea, what that experience is like, and could sort of speak to the romance of the sea and what's involved there. And a lot of the same appeal of piracy is sort of shown there. It's about freedom. It's like Jack Sparrow says, you know, a ship is more than just a keel and a hull and a mast and sails. What a ship is, what the Black Pearl really is, is freedom. <laughs> Wherever we want to go, we go. <laughs> you know, this, that, that nobody can stop you. You know, you're just doing whatever it is you want to do out on right. the high seas, the vast ocean where you can sail in any direction. And it's probably worth checking in that that's about the sort of romanticized, ahistorical view of piracy as opposed to the actual thing, which largely sucked for everybody involved. Well, you don't want to play a game about that, though, do you? I really don't. You want to play the idealized version, kind yeah. of like, you know... I guess Renaissance reenactors they want they don't want to talk about the boring stuff or the horrible and unpleasant stuff they yeah, want to do the romantic. Why everyone things. in a Knight's Tale has good teeth? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not in any way suggesting that <laughs> historical piracy should be where our board games go. I think that romanticized thing is great, but that's what we're really sort of fantasizing. Yeah, right? realize we're creating an alternate fictional universe here. Yeah, when we play this stuff. So here we go. I mean, even the idea of the the peg leg and the the parrot on the shoulder, those are (laughs) iconic, right? Those are from Robert Louis Stevenson. Um, He made those up for Long John Silver. Those tropes didn't exist. Uh, The the one-legged pirate with the parrot on his shoulder didn't exist before Stevenson, as far as I know. What about the monkey? Um, The monkey. You know what? There isn't a monkey in Treasure Island. I mean, Stevenson didn't invent monkeys. Those were around... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's interesting that you're talking about Robert Louis Stevenson because there, of course, comes our most famous piece of pirate fiction, arguably at this point. Uh, Treasure Island, written in 1883, uh, really brought pirates into mainstream. Uh, and it's also a fantastic segue onto our next spectacularly accessible pirate game, which is interestingly Solitaire, which is something we don't talk about an enormous amount because Solitaire games are comparatively few and far between, but Friday... Yeah, they belong more in your other excellent podcast, David. Well, thank you very much. Once Upon a Die. You want to hear some cool solitaire games and the stories that come out? Check it out. Very kind. And I haven't actually covered Friday yet, but I will do at some point. Definitely. But Friday is a fantastic little game. The pirates kind of come in at the end of it, but the entire point of the game is getting ready to fight those pirates, right? Uh, have you guys played this? I have I not. I the chance, no. Right. So this is a tiny little card game. It comes in, in in a very, very small box that's, I suppose, about five or six inches square. And of course it's a green box because the game is by Friedman Fries. Yes, so everything is green. Yeah. Um... <laughs> The, the, but the nice thing about this is it's a it's it's fundamentally a deck of cards. Um, there's a board that you can lay stuff out on that kind of thing. But it's a mini deck building game where you are Robinson Crusoe and Friday is teaching you how to fight so that when the pirates come, you can fight them off. And the basic premise is that you're going to go through this deck a couple of times, and when you go through it at the very, very end, there are two pirate ships that you're going to have to fight off. And you simply play your cards and try and buy the cards that are on the table, but what you're actually doing in that process. And I should mention at this point, actually, if you're unsure about what deck building games are, do go and have a listen to our episode zero series, uh, which contains all of the gaming terminology that we're using, unless we haven't uh, mentioned it there, in which case we'll describe it at the time, but we do cover deck building. So you're playing a card and you're using it to acquire a card on the table and put it into your deck and make your deck better. Now the cards you're acquiring are, they have a 180 degree rotation. And as they come up in the deck, they are an obstacle. They're some sort of creature that you've encountered in the jungle uh, or something like that. And you have to play your cards as Robinson's strength to overcome the strength value of this card. And then when you do, you rotate it 180 degrees and it becomes a new strength card to put into your deck. So overcoming that thing makes Robinson better. 
And so he, he as a person, is improving throughout the game. And you're getting these new cards going into your deck, which is great, because your deck, as it starts at the beginning of the game, is utterly terrible. Um, <laughs> you actually have more negative cards in it than positive ones, if I recall correctly. I haven't so played it for a while. in this game, basically, you are Friday, and you're trying to help Robinson to... You're, yeah, you're kind of both at the who's, same who's, time. Who's useless at the start. Absolutely useless. <laughs> the deck is... Oh, no, that's a better way of describing it, actually. You are Friday, and the deck is Robinson. Right. Uh, and yeah, you're trying to make this deck better so that he can he can eventually win. And it's 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 hard, uh, but it's a fantastic little thing, and it runs fairly quickly. Um, the only downside with it is it has a gigantic footprint. Hmm. Uh, I mean, it's not huge. You, you don't have to worry about sharing your table, I suppose. Well, that's necessarily it. a bad thing. Um, but it's you know a lot of people sort of think just a deck of cards and a thing, and they feel like they can play it in sort of a on their uh, airline table or something. Yeah, absolutely. This would not you happen. would struggle to fit this onto an airline table. I think there's probably a way of compressing it, but there's just a lot of things going on all at once. So, are Vikings pirates? In practice, yes, but the more you romanticize the pirates, the less they're like Vikings. Mm. Um, and, you know, the more you romanticize Vikings, the less they're like pirates, <laughs> right? We think of pirates as being in it for the, the gold and the romance and the swashbuckling. And the freedom. And the freedom and the, yeah, the hats. Whereas, uh, <laughs> I mean, Vikings are obviously also about hats, the highly historical, traditional, horned Viking helmet. <laughs> which totally which happened. you weren't allowed on the longboat without. They checked at the, uh, the door. Um, the, uh, that's a lie um, but when we I think when we romanticize Vikings we think more about uh, tribalism and violence and less about the idea of of sort of glory yeah it's, it's more glory I mean when we when we romanticize Vikings into a game we get blood rage right uh, which is a game set in the cover art of a heavy metal record from the 80s <laughs> um, so true and it's about yeah it's about violence and dying in spectacular ways and, and fighting giants and, and stuff. it's really not at all piratey even though pirates were about horrific violence and Vikings were about loot um, <laughs> the more we romanticize them the more they diverge and and the less their themes in game formats interact so I, I guess think. we'll do that some other week then yeah right, that'll do for our Monday introduction episode join us again on Wednesday when we're going to go a little deeper onto games about pirates yar yar, yar. see you then yar.